the world, the mushrooms of the world. So I purposely put in the work as an amateur to be able to obtain the success early on in my career. And people had high hopes for my career. And my career went exactly how people with minor setbacks, people predicted this for my career because of the hard work that I put in. So it's not non-deserving. And when you have a guy who says all of this, he's not getting the fair share, he's not getting that, maybe you didn't do what you needed to do. And I put in that work since I was 14 years old. I made all the necessary sacrifices. I didn't have a teenage life. I didn't go to parties. I didn't deal with girls. I knew that if I sacrificed all my life as a kid, that I would have a successful pro debut. My, my whole idea was to be like Andre Ward when he came out of the Olympics with a gold medal. That was always my dream. I always wanted to have that gold medal going into the pro ranks and being that superstar. So it was something that I worked hard for. And so his career didn't shape up to be that. And now he's jealous and saying that the system is against him and that, you know, he isn't getting the same push. But you got to understand, you can't hate on somebody who's put in that work. You can't hate on somebody who is humble enough to say, hey, my brother, I have nothing against you. But at the same time, I'm just doing me. And what I'm doing is putting me in a position to be successful, to have the HBOs and to have the Showtimes and all these the zones and all these different networks be interested in me because, you know, I put in that work. It's not, it's, it's not non-deserving, you know? So I can't speak for a hater. I can only speak for myself and, you know, much success to anybody who is doing anything in this boxing world because it takes a hell of a man to put on two pair of gloves and go in there and risk your life for a paycheck. And last question, if you could describe yourself in one word and also Gabe Rosado in one word, what would it be? Well, if I could describe myself in one word, it'll be miracle. Um, I mean, obviously having a second chance at life and being able to strive and I had gained all the success and lost it and had to gain it again. I mean, people really don't understand just the roller coaster in which my life it details. Like, I've been through a lot, you know? And so for someone to say that it's non-deserving, it's like injustice, man. And that's why I really want him to eat his words because he don't know in how depth his words strike when he say the things that he says because I know exactly the hardship that I had to go through to get to the position that I'm at. He's talking like he's had a hard life. My brother, I had a hard life too. I come from the trenches. You know, I come from the dirt and I fought my way out and I fought to be in this position. And so he's going to eat his words. So if I can explain him in one word, hey. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Matt next, please. Uh, Matt from Behind the Gloves. Um, I just wanted to know, you've mentioned a few times you want to make him eat his words. Now, does that mean that you have to win this fight by knockout to be satisfied? No, I mean, I just want to beat him up. You know, I just want to hear when I hit him with a body shot and cringe or, I mean, we know he's a bleeder, so I look forward to, you know, his trunks being stained, my trunks being stained full of his blood, and I'm going to hang it up in, in, in somewhere in one of and somewhere in my house with a plaque, you know, that's going to make me satisfied because I know the pain that I'm going to put this man through because of some of the hateful things that he said for me throughout the years. 
And so this is the only way a fighter could get that revenge. This is the only way two men who are boxers get there and settle their debts. Just one more from me. Uh, providing you do get the win on Friday night, what's your ideal scenario? Is it the winner of, say, Canelo and Smith? Where do you want to go? If you could choose, what's the route? Well, I mean, if I can choose, man, it's just anybody with the belt. I just want to go. I just want to be a two-time world champion. You know, I have the team. Keith Conley's my manager. Uh, you know, he's the best manager in the game. I assure you that I'm going to set myself up in a position to get an opportunity to fight for a belt. And the landscape of the mid super middleweight division is amazing. I think that, you know, winner or loser of the Calvin Smith fight is an opportunity. Billy Joe Saunders is an opportunity. Uh, I've been calling out, you know, Jamal Charlo for years now. So these are all fights that could be made. And uh, I look forward for my team to make the right decision for me. At the same time, we have options. And that's the beautiful thing about this situation. Cheers and good luck Friday, darling. Thank you. Uh, YSM, please. Hi, Danny. How's it going? Good. Thank you. Um, what skills or abilities does Gabriel Rosado possess that could possibly make this a difficult fight? Um, you're making me think on this one. Uh, I mean, boxing is a very unpredictable sport, and there's been times that I've actually went into a fight thinking that one fighter was gonna offer something different or, you know, something what I'm used to or what we've trained for from his past fights. And then he gave me a completely different fight. And so, you know, you always just have to be professional and you have to adjust. And so if there's a situation in this fight where I need to adjust, I think I'll do just that. But I don't know if I'll see a different Gabe Rosado. You know, I know he says he has um, Freddie Roach in his corner and he vows that he's going to do things differently like he hasn't been doing before. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's easy, that easy to change your whole style or to teach your old dog new tricks. I, I really don't know. And it's not like, you know, you cannot polish. He maybe be a little bit more polished, but I feel like we've seen the best Gabe Rosado. But as a professional, I think it's my job to train and be ready for anything. And that's where the respect lies. Me training 100% to be ready for whatever Gabe Rosado shows up. Thanks, Danny. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, Danny. How's it going? Good. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you. Cool. Hey, uh, I saw you, you know, gulping some water. Um, you know, we're a few days uh, away from the fight. I would imagine being at this new weight, it's, it's so much more you don't have to constantly think about wait 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 and you're able to take you know the water that otherwise you wouldn't be drinking because you're you're having to cut to weight nice. talk to me about you know physically um how good of a feeling is it to be a, at a weight where you could be a little bit more you, you could take in a little bit more food and drink a little bit more water during these weeks well i just think it takes the stress off of not you know focusing 100 percent solely on the fight and when you're training for a fighter, especially at this level, we're at a level where we have to be extremely focused for the fight. You can't slack, you can't, you know, be unfocused. You have to go in there with a clear mind. And I think the fact that 85% of my camps have been based off of just training and to lose the weight. Now we're at a position to where we don't really have to focus on the losing weight part. We can focus on polishing up our skills, uh, specifically training for a fighter and their bad habits to be successful. 
And I think we're doing just that. So yes, I'm a little bit more vibrant. Um, I'm definitely able to take a lot more water and food. You know, it's unheard of for me to even eat on the way in on the day before the way in which I look like and you know, for the rest of my career. It leads me to something that I've talked to you before in the past. You've mentioned because of the weight cut, it's affected you at times in fights. Are you expecting that much more out of you now um, at 168, you know, to, to be able to get more out of your body um, in these bigger caliber fights when they do come? 100%. Uh, 100%. And I think that if you're depleted, I don't think you can give that extra ump that you need to when it's time to get down and dirty and gritty. I think in order to bring out the dog and the fighter if you need to, you need to be able to have the nutrition to be able to properly go out and give it a good go. So for me, not knowing, or not that it's not knowing, but knowing that that's not a problem, I can go in there confidently. And if I need to tap in, I can tap in confidently, so. Good stuff, Danny. Thank you, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Danny, good morning. Gail Falkenthal, apologies for the dog. She gets excited when she hears champions talk. She is a oh, that's awesome. She is the boxer after all, so that's, that's, uh, awesome. that's her thing. Uh, I believe this has been the longest layoff of your pro career. Is that correct? I mean, by just uh, a little bit. It, my manager's months. right here. Is this the longest uh, layoff, oh. uh, layoff that we had? Oh, except for the cancer that I have, but yeah. Correct, aside from that. Yeah, so. for sure. You know, that's a long time between fights and you've had to cope with pandemic conditions all that time. Yeah. So how have you stayed in shape, kept focused, prepared, and are you at all concerned about any ring rust? Well, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, 100%. I am worried a little bit about ring rust because obviously during this pandemic, uh, me being based in Atlanta, the cases were really, really spiking high and um, it was a worry to even come outside. And so the first half of the pandemic, I didn't really get the best training. I made training camp in my home and did the best that I can do on my own. But obviously you need a training team to be able to give the proper boxing training. And so we didn't get that to, you know, I would probably say the second half. And then we made sure that we had 11, 12 week of camp so we can try to get the rust out. But, you know, you never know until you actually go inside the ring and you perform. So I think Gabe Rosado was the perfect fighter to fight coming out of this pandemic. I mean, no excuses for me. I know I have to still go in there and be professional and look my best and give it my best. But at the same time, you know, the world affects a fighter, especially in these conditions and you have to be realistic. And, you know, kudos to all the fighters out there who are going through this pandemic and, and, and taking fights and still, you know, giving it their best. You know, I respect all of them and I respect everyone who puts a, uh, their pair of gloves on and risk their lives. But, you know, my situation is a little bit different. You know, I really didn't have the best training that I could possibly have, but I'm, I'm 100% confident in the 11, 12 week camp that I had leading up into this camp. And it's been one of the best camps that I've had and so we took every proper precaution to where we didn't get, you know, COVID or we stayed away from potential threats or just in general, you know, we made sure we was precautious. And so I look forward to coming and Friday night being victorious. Good luck to you. Thanks so much for giving up your Thanksgiving weekend for us. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm very grateful for that. Thank you.
Hey Danny, John here, Pro Boxing, Pro Boxing fans. One more question um, I had. We've obviously mentioned potential future fights with Billy Joe Saunders, Callum Smith. Um, with Callum Smith facing Canelo, what do you think he has to do to beat Canelo? And what have you learned from that defeat that you're taking into Friday night? Uh, what I've learned from that fight that I'm taking into Friday night, I've already done, and that's move up to the super middleweight division. I think I wasn't able to be my 100% self or be able to give it the best go that I could because of the weight clause and the weight restrictions that I had on top of already having a hard time with making the middleweight division. Now that I'm extremely um, fit, I don't have weight as an issue anymore. I'm super hydrated and you know, I only have the fight to worry about, I think it's going to be different every time out, um, you know, from my performances, you're going to see a different Danny Jacobs. And, you know, people even predicted that me moving up and fighting Chavez, you know, that I I wasn't going to be the same because of my past performances. And, you know, Mark can tell you, you know, there was a lot of people who predicted that Chavez was going to beat me. But at the same time, I knew that there's a certain level of fighter that lives within me that if I'm 100% with no restrictions on me, that um, I can be at my very best and I can give it a good go. And you've seen what, Chavez quit on the stool. And so I'm excited to be able to continue my performances like that, but continue to be better. I have a new trainer now for Reese Ma. This is our third fight together. And he's an OG of the game. So, you know, he's a former fighter as well. He trained the army team on USA boxing. So he's very knowledgeable of the game. And so we've come up with a great, uh, not only plan for boxing, but during my off days too, or during my time where I'm not actually boxing, he comes to Atlanta, we train together. So he's a very active trainer. And I think that's key and critical for me at this point in my career to be able to have a trainer that's so heavily involved in me and heavily into my training and, you know, just my techniques and the skill set. But I know I'm going over, you know, overboard with it, but at the same time, it's, 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 to answer your first question, what does Caleb has to do? I just think he has to create a great game plan in order to uh, beat Canelo. He has a lot of advantages, uh, but the main disadvantage is probably be the experience. And so sometimes fighters who are in a new situation to where the, the lights, the camera, the action is on them, sometimes they fold. And so we never know, and I can't give a prediction, but I just have to say in order for Caleb to be successful, he would have to uh, use his strengths and cater to his strengths. And I think, um, you know, it'll be an interesting fight, but I can't predict the winner. So. Cheers, Danny. Best of luck. Thank you. Thanks very much, guys. That's uh, that's Danny's time over and done with. He actually did a little bit more, but that's probably because he's the nicest man in boxing. So, uh, thank you very much thanks, champ thanks. and uh yeah um everybody and um, thanks for your time with danny and we'll bring in emmanuel tago now okay so i leave this now